0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard After maintaining a 10 point lead at the top Attention turns to Copenhagen away for Celtic in the Europa League Rangers are back to winning ways Can they take that into the visit of Braga And Motherwell and St Mirren meet tonight For a place in the Scottish Cup quarter-finals I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hannah And there's just no such thing as a quiet midweek in Scottish football in 2020 Gordon, our transfer window might be closed But FC Copenhagen have put out a star striker today Livingston have brought in an old face today and for you boys your beloved mother will go again with St Mirren tonight in a bid to reach the last eight of the Scottish Cup yeah looking forward to this week Gordon excitement obviously on Thursday with the big two playing in Europe uh, but it's where it all starts tonight for us Fir Park at half past eight we will be there uh, a little bit of Bacora a nice hot pie before we go up into the stand I don't really know what I'd, how to add to that. You're well, not interested no. in the football. You're no. not interested. <laughs> the halftime buffet is <laughs> for Park is fantastic. Is that your favourite snack in Scottish football? The Motherwell Pakora? Oh, the Motherwell halftime is the best, I've got to say. I'm going to make sure there's none left. I'm going to call ahead <laughs> and make sure you get robbed. Anyway, it's 01419511025. So don't hang about. Let's hear from you nice and early and let us know what's on your mind in another. Big midweek, as Roger says, in Scottish football. Uh, it's Tuesday night, Roger. It's that time of the week where we slowly start to leave the weekend's talking points and controversies behind. I'm sure there will still be some that linger on. And then we turn our attentions back to the Europa League. It doesn't seem like so long ago that all of our midweeks were we were obsessed with the Europa League. We put it to bed for a couple of months and now it's back with a bang. Yeah, it's sort of sneaked up on us a little bit. I think there's been so many midweek Premiership cards since the winter break ended that this Europa League last 32 first leg, these fixtures have kind of sneaked up on us when we were least expecting them, Gordon. I mean, in terms of the Premiership at the weekend, it's as you were. Celtic celebrating at the end of Petaudry Rangers relieved at the end at Ibrox and they managed to see off Livingston and, and put that defeat at Kilmarnock behind them but it's now full focus on Europe Celtic will fancy their chances in Denmark on Thursday evening I would suggest Copenhagen came out of their own winter break at the weekend disappointing defeat away to, to a team near the bottom of the league Esbjerg Rangers host Braga we've yet to see what that Ibrox surface is going to be like on Thursday night what we do know is Braga, a very talented team. They won at Benfica at the weekend. They've won their last five away games domestically. And they've won all five of their away games in Europe this season. Yeah, a lot of tough fixtures. Um, I think home advantage, uh, you must, if you're going to progress in this competition, you've got to get a result at home, Gorm. Uh, if you go away from home like Celtic, uh, they kick off first and Thursday night in Denmark, as Roger rightly said. If they can get a good positive result there, bring it back to Celtic Park, then you must fancy them. Rangers, they're a bit different. They've got to go to Portugal with a good lead uh, with something to hold on to. 0141-951-1025. We're just two days away from the return of the Europa League, so give us all your early thoughts. How confident are you? How do you see it going? Maybe some early team suggestions. And of course, dare we say it, VAR. In use in this stage of the Europa League We have watched on with interest As everyone else argues over it And now our two big sides Are going to have to deal with it VAR in use in the Europa League this Thursday Tell us how you feel about that 01419511025 We do have a big game tonight Hopefully 
The fixture between the sides in the league was off at the weekend at Fir Park, Motherwell against St Mirren. This cup replay was already rescheduled for the same venue just a couple of days later. The weather has been terrible. Is it going to be game on, Andrew McLean? Yeah, well, conditions aren't great here at all. Since I arrived, we've had a sort of mixture of heavy snow and rain. But as it stands, the game is going ahead. As you mentioned, you know, it was this pitch that a game was postponed on on Saturday. It was playable at the time that they were doing the pitch inspection. And in fear of sounding like Alan Tishmarsh, the pitch was holding the maximum level of water it can while still draining properly at that point. But there was more rain forecast to come before kick-off. They made the call not to go ahead with it because they thought it would become unplayable by three o'clock. Both managers didn't really mind that because it gives them a bit of time to get fitness into their players ahead of this one tonight. But Motherwell do seem a lot more confident that this one will go ahead tonight. Conditions certainly not helping. It is calming down a wee bit at the moment, but it does look as if it will go ahead, despite the fact that it will be quite a heavy pitch. There we go. Hopefully it's game on. I think it's been priced very sensibly as well. So I know it's not the best night, but hopefully a good crowd gets out and mm. gives that one the attention it deserves, Roger. Yeah, so it was St Mirren Motherwell in the first game last week. It should have been Motherwell St Mirren on Saturday. Is Motherwell St Mirren tonight? And then it's Motherwell St Mirren again next Tuesday night in the league. Something um, like that, yep. yeah. I've rarely seen Daz as excited. It's such a sort of trilogy of fantastic action. I just hope the pitch doesn't demean what's going to be a wonderful Scottish Cup spectacle tonight. I know you two boys desperate to get out of the studio and down to watch it. You should have heard the list of excuses he rhymed off to me when I asked if he was going for the second half. He lives a stone's throw away. The excuses he was coming out But I'll make sure he's there Yeah yeah Homework I, You're I, back I, here on I, Thursday I, But you need to do your it research It nothing to do with excuses Gordon It was genuine My hip's sore It's a bit cold I don't know where to park Yeah I, I go and on? you've added it by saying You're phoning ahead To make sure there's no Pecora <laughs> left for me So No I, I will would... be there with you In the stands For the second half of Motherwell v St tonight. I think it'll be an exciting game I think it'll be a good game um, I, I can understand what Andrew's saying there Obviously I live very close to Motherwell As you do And the weather today has been horrific once again So we just hope the pitch holds up And I have to say I was very impressed That there was a vet opening Motherwell At half eight on a Tuesday night Willing to look at his sick budgie <laughs> I think we move swiftly on 01419511025 Motherwell and St Mirren fans Let's hear from you as well we will stay in touch with Andrew McLean as the evening progresses. We'll get you team news and all the rest of it. But let's get stuck into the big footballing stories. That middle ground between league football at the weekend and going to the Europa League on Thursday. Christopher Iyer says Celtic's key to their success at the moment is that the players are never settling for anything less than a win. He's looking ahead to Copenhagen. He says from his experience of Scandinavian football... The opponents can be fitter than ever Despite the fact that they come off the back of that winter shutdown We go away to a really tough away fixtures And uh, with the conditions, uh, the dry uh, the dry pitch We knew that uh, we had to play a little bit different And uh, Aberdeen, as I said, they, I think they played uh, Maybe their best uh, performance against us The way they pressed us and the way they, they played uh, was, uh, uh, was really good As a Celtic player, you're never happy uh, if, you, if you not win So uh, we always uh, have a mindset to win the games And at uh, one each, we, we change uh, system to a back four to attack even more so that's uh, always our target Copenhagen will be really really tough it's a typical Scandinavian team they will be well structured and uh, um, fight for their life so uh, to, to go there in Copenhagen we know how difficult that will be so we have to get home now recover and uh, hopefully put in a great performance I know how tough uh, Scandinavian teams uh, train uh, during breaks so they will be uh, fit, fitter than ever so that will be no different Let's speak to Michael. He's a Celtic fan from West Lothian. What's on your mind tonight, Michael? Hi, good evening, gents. Hi, Michael. Um, staying on the Christopher Ayer theme, but maybe on a maybe a lighter note, 
and following the post-match uh, comments on Saturday, when he, he was described by Neil Lennon to be, um, you know, he thought it was a, a Franz Beckenbauer. Is Christopher Ayer potentially a Franz Beckenbauer? Are you a Mialbe? Or perhaps a Desert Orchid? Racehorse. I think it was Derek McInnes who likened them to the racehorse. It was certainly a thoroughbred performance from him when he came, came up from right back in the second half to score that winning goal. Michael Neil Lennon then described him as like you know stepping out from the back like Franz Beckenbauer. Did so, he not say he thinks he's Franz Beckenbauer yeah, rather so, than describing yeah, him as? So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you get. If There's you cross, a subtle difference if you cross Franz Beckenbauer with Desert Orchid, but <laughs> maybe it's the Norse horse. <laughs> Uh, the Norwegian defender He's playing well He did well when he moved to right back But as, as Dan said in the show Michael after the game on Sunday All credit to Neil Lennon Because the three-five-two That has served Celtic so well Since the winter break Wasn't particularly working In the gale at Petodio At the weekend Neil Lennon spotted it He changed formation He went to four at the back Ayer got shifted across to right back which, which isn't his natural position Not his best position at all and yet he still managed to burst forward. They lost Andrew Considine, and there he was at the back post to bag a winner. That in the final analysis of the of the championship race could be huge. I've got to say, uh, first and foremost, uh, Michael, wee bit tongue in cheek there. Ayer Beckenbauer, not in the same sentence to me, um, but he's a good player. I'm still not convinced that his best position is centre back. I think he looks very uncomfortable when he plays in the three at left centre-back. I don't think he actually feels comfortable. I thought he'd, he he played very well. His goal, I've got to say, his goal was composure, was brilliant. The big talking point we'll have up until about six o'clock, uh, well, five o'clock on Thursday night, will Celtic go with the 3-5-2? Or will they go back to their trusting 4-2-3-1, Gordon, away from home? I don't know I think Neil Lennon Can throw a wee uh, Surprise in here Maybe I know a lot of the guys Are thinking No he'll go to a back Four The two The three And the one up front I think Neil Lennon's confident In his players We've been here before Roger When our teams Get drawn against sides From certain parts of Europe That have just come off A winter break I think Was it Zenit Was the last one And, and there was a lot of speculation of Could it play into Celtic's hands And it looked like It was going in the first leg <laughs> Then Zenit showed That they certainly Weren't rusty in the second leg We just heard Christopher Iyer Talking about Copenhagen They've only played once Since a two month layoff That was at the weekend They lost to the team's Second bottom d- d- Does it ever have an impact On the game do you think When the, the teams are at Such different stages In their schedule oh, Listen it can and it can What I will say is that The last three years Celtic have been at this round Zenit you mentioned Then Valencia And now FC Copenhagen I don't think FC Copenhagen Are at the same level As either Valencia or Zenit where This is Celtic's best chance To get to the last 16 And and whether FC Copenhagen are rusty or not I think Celtic have more than enough About them to get To the last 16 Michael what are your early thoughts Ahead of that one then Are you feeling confident? I would happily settle For a score draw As I would have done On Saturday With 20 minutes to go But to go back to The Ayer situation I think Ayer Is more likely To become someone Like a Yam Mialbi when Mielby came to Celtic Park, he was a midfield player and converted into centre-back, which I think is, is Ayer's natural position. But I think if we go to Copenhagen on Wednesday night or Thursday night and get a score draw, I think we'll be doing very well. Yeah, it gives you something to come back with an away goal, of course, as well. That was Michael in West Lothian. Thank you very much to Michael for kicking things off. Um, what else are you expecting from, from Copenhagen, Roger? 
They're 13 points behind Mitchelland at the top We know that we've seen a good bit of Mitchelland Because they, they played against Rangers The Danish league is clearly not one of the absolute strongest in Europe That's not to say that they're, they're not a good team I'm struggling to you don't want to over-exaggerate Celtic's chances And act like it's easy Because you don't get easy games no. At this stage of European competition But like you say Given what it could have been Should Neil Lennon's side be feeling Extremely confident? They should certainly be feeling confident I think the favourites for the tie Are a couple of colleagues Who were on the SBR on Friday night To see FC Copenhagen lose the game 1-0 Not perform particularly well I believe they've sold one of their strikers today So Tyrion's gone for £4 million to FC Astana Yeah, he's uh, and he was their danger man Separate yeah. international 14 goals this season Yeah, he's headed off to, to, to Kazakhstan In a deal that um, has... I think split the Copenhagen management Certainly split the Copenhagen support Because he was a talisman for them He was, if you like, their Odson Edward or Lee Griffiths And he's not going to be there now on Thursday night For that home leg So you would think that would be another plus point for Celtic I, I fancy Celtic strongly Ricky is in Easter House What's on your mind tonight, Ricky? I was listening to you talking about the uh, Oh yes uh, given, given the, the contentious refereeing decisions in the SPL over the last few weeks, and I know that Mr. Gerard fancies VAR. I'm just wondering if there is contentious decisions in Thursday by either eh, all firm teams go for them or against them. How will they react to the decisions by the VAR, and how will the fans react? Yeah, I love this notion that VAR takes away contentious decisions. Mm-hmm. Did, well, did, did anyone watch Chelsea Man United well, last night? Well, I'm, I'm going to say I couldn't believe it I, I detest VAR I know that there's a lot of pluses for it With the offside And and it's the argument People say Well he's toe At the end of the day You're offside You're offside Right And that's that's great But it's the way they measure everything It takes so long Gordon I was watching the Manchester City game Not that long ago And there was a VAR decision About a penalty kick And it took up to about Two and a half minutes yeah. Before it, and, and you're thinking play still going on Last night you're right I watched the Manchester United Chelsea game And how Maguire stays in the park Is incredible for me But I think it's got its pluses with the offside yeah. And I think it does think, a good job at that clearly the important thing to remember Roger It's not a magic machine It's just a different set of eyes And if the first set of eyes can get it wrong The second set of eyes yeah, can certainly I, get it wrong I think it's a good thing that we're getting it into Scottish football at last Because the one thing we've been crying out for in the game this season Is talking points, Gordon <laughs> um, it, It's interesting, I'm, I'm told I've looked into this a little bit Because it's going to affect Rangers and Celtic on Thursday night for the first time UEFA run it slightly differently from yep. the English Premier League yep. Run it. There, there are basically four issues that UEFA look to VAR for One is contentious goals like the one that Zuma scored for Chelsea last night That was put off when there was the push One is offside Like the Giroud goal last night That was given and then rightly taken off because of offside One is red cards Red card decisions like you could say The Harry Maguire incident that you're talking about last night Would be looked at as well And I think this fourth area they look at Is incidents in the penalty area You know, things like Handball, I suppose you could say, you know, maybe like, you know, yeah, penalties ultimately, ultimately mm. penalties or or incidents I, the other way in the penalty box, you know, simulation things like that. So there's four key areas. I believe that the officials, you know, how down south they talk about the, the sitting Stockley Park and what have you. I think the VAR and his assistants will be at Ibrox in a suite. They're not 
a, a remote venue which which is different the same with the Celtic ones I think they're in the parking stadium in Copenhagen oh, that'll be good so fans chapping the window just trying to get a wee but does that make it, does that make any difference no, where they are I'm no, just, no, no 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 I'm, I'm no. just explaining the difference between the, the, the way UEFA no, do it and the way detail, the, EP, it. the EPL do it so it'll be fascinating to see I believe it's Spanish officials at Ibrox on Thursday Russian officials for Celtic in Denmark on Thursday evening so I'm actually looking forward to it what do you think Ricky are you looking forward to it well, absolutely, you are. Would be saying to the referees, you have to look at this decision. And ultimately, at the end, the referee would make the decision. And what I'm seeing down in England, the referees are not making the final decision here. Well, they I, don't go and look at monitors to see. They are being told by VAR what of today. You're absolutely what's right, Ricky. But again, what I was going to say to you, people, there's a huge difference between the way UEFA run it and the way the English run it down south I believe if you look at the games on the continent the way the, the games that UEFA preside over I think referees go to a monitor at the side of the pitch on average once every three games whereas down south I think you'll be lucky if you've seen it happen three times in the entire season because the Premier Game match officials ruling body down there discourages referees from going and looking at that whereas UEFA Positively encourages their officials to go and look at that. So I think there's far more chance in these two Rangers games and two Celtic games, and maybe you know, be hopefully beyond if the two of them can get to the last sixteen and further. I think there's a far greater chance you will see referees going to those monitors on the side of the pitch. Good man, Ricky. Thank you very much for the call. That was Ricky discussing the fact that VAR is here for us, whether we like it or not. It's here because they're going to use it in this stage of the Europa League onwards. So Celtic and Rangers will both. Get to experience it on Thursday and the following week And maybe even beyond if they get through So give us all your thoughts on that And the, anything else that goes into the game 01419511025 Rangers fans, we're going to hear from Nikola Katic next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking ahead to a big Europa League week For Celtic and Rangers And of course we've got that Scottish Cup tie Between Motherwell and St Mirren In the rain in Lanarkshire tonight as well um, on the subject of VAR being used in the Europa League Ants says he hates it It's ruining football The offside for Wolves against Leicester was awful Still a lot of work to be done to make the goal But disallowed by about an inch Stephen Kennedy says we're all aware VAR is introduced to Celtic and Rangers European games Any news about when it will be introduced in old firm games? No uh, Well, In a word Yeah and there's no sign of it just now it is, um, it is pretty expensive to be put in It's okay for the English Premier League Or Serie A or La Liga Or the Bundesliga The cash rich domestic championships Gordon But there doesn't seem to be the general will Among all the clubs There are a lot of leagues in Europe That you wouldn't consider cash rich That have it but, I don't know Still it, Money is king Yeah money is king And it's, th- it's down to clubs You can understand The argument for a club like St Johnston Or Ross County Or Hamilton Ackies Who only get A set amount of money yep. At the end of the season From the SPFL Are they willing to give up A slice of that For VAR It may cost them a player Scott McFarlane says If Ayer is Beckenbauer DL is Messi Yes I totally agree with that. He certainly is You see the state of the decliner <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't want to know about the state of the oh. recliner 01419511025 Stuart's in Renfrew Hi Stuart Hi, how you doing panel, alright? Not bad Stuart, how are you? I'm good, aye um, 
I've got I've got a wee point. Um, is it is it Roger who's on the right? Yes. Right, I've got a wee point for Roger first, and then I'll uh, go into my main point, please, if you don't mind. Um, my first point is the referees. How how are these uh, referees picked for for each game? I see I seen a stat today about Kevin Clancy. He's been picked for six Celtic's last fourteen games, five of them at Parkhead. I think that's a wee bit much, no? Um, well, listen, you're bringing news to me. I thought the way the SFA did it was they appointed them sort of in, in month batches, if you like. They would get maybe four or five games for the next calendar month, and then it would be, you know, redone again the next month. I've never heard of as many as 14 games getting put out in front. I'd also be surprised if any referee, whether it was Clancy or, or whoever, getting six of any team's next 14 games. They do try and spread it about. That's the last 14, Roger. Yes, I'd be surprised if you get six of you know six out of 14 at any stage of the season for any one team, be it Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen or whoever. They tend to spread it out. You know yourself, there only are so many elite referees to do the elite teams in the Premiership. So you'll see the usual faces, Willie Collum, Bobby Madden, Stephen McLean, Kevin Clancy... And, and you will get them on a semi-regular basis There are other ones coming through I think it was you and Anderson That mm. did the Rangers game Are you, against say, are you saying Roger, sorry Are you saying that the referees got together ske- schedule a month Yeah like that? Be- I'm, I'm led to believe that They don't know up until Tuesday Where their, their next game is uh, I th- I, now, For the Saturday Yeah <laughs> This is going to sound strange They may not know But the ro- I think the rota understand knows. that the rota just, is just for, 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 a bit for a bit of clarity, in advance. Clarity, you know I mean? anyway. We've just had a look. Kevin Clancy has refereed two Celtic games in the last thirteen. Stuart. All right, I must have. Oh no, 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 no sorry, sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry. To be fair, that's his last thirteen games. So his last thirteen games have included two and Celtic I, games. I that, that's all I've got. I think that will be about average for those that that band of half a dozen or seven or eight really elite referees. You know, the guys who who tend to get the old firm games, who tend to get the the Aberdeen Rangers and the Celtic Hearts games, they, they will get something like that. Anyway, Stuart, what was, your, what, was your, uh, what was your other point? Yeah, so, uh, I've tried to call up a few times this year, but I've not been able to get through, unfortunately, due to work and that. I just want to talk about the season in general. Mm-hmm. The um, Rangers, I don't think they're actually having too bad a season, OK? Yeah, we've came back for the winter break. We've had a couple of bumps in the road. These bumps are going to happen, you know? The, the issue where it is is Celtic only dropping any points. Yeah. They seem unstoppable this year. They've got three, three players, first team players for every single position, um, and they, they seem to be go, going ahead and winning every single game. Nobody seems to be stepping up, playing, taking points off them. But Rangers aren't having too bad a season. Let me put it in a bit of context. If you look back to, I think it was two thousand and eight. So Walter Smith's team, ninety three points was Walter Smith's best total in his second uh, session at Rangers. Now. If Steven Gerrard continues the rest of the season only losing two or I think it's three games, then they'll finish in roughly the same region, 92, 93 points. I don't think they're having too bad a season mm. now. I we've came back, we've had a couple of bumps on the road, we're going to have the bumps. We're that desperate for success where it's, it's, it's hurting us all, you know, um, because we're that desperate to win. But the thing is, is we're all walking this road together and uh, once once we finally get there, you know, we'll there is a bit of truth in that though Gordon Rangers mm-hmm. are clearly better than they were Their points total this season tells you that Their European performance this season mm-hmm. tells you that I'll just flip it on its head though Because the problem in this city Is you're not really judged on what you did last season You're judged on what your rival's doing How close are you? Are you ahead of them? Are you behind them? How far are you behind them? 
Uh, yeah, since the last two weeks, I, I think I'm, I keep hearing this about the points and uh, you know how many points they could get by the end of the season. It, it's simple. Uh, they've got to get more points than Celtic, and you can't finish second and say, "Well, six, a successful season because we've got more mm. points." I think that. But what? No, but what? I think what it would show you though. One what it would show you, yeah, What it would show you though is that you know you're not going backwards or anything like that. No, but 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 what it showed you is you, you're still behind because Celtic, if, if Celtic finishing top, of course, I know you know. That. So you've got to look at that, Gordon. If Stuart thinks that finishing second with good points. Um, I thought Rangers were very unlucky in the cup final But they got there um, I think that for me Rangers this season Priority is to win a, a, a trophy Now if I'm honest I don't think they're going to win the league I could be totally wrong I think Celtic pole position It would need a, a real meltdown from Celtic So their best hope is the Scottish Cup Now if Rangers fans are quite happy to say Right We've not won the League Cup, we were unlucky, we finished second in the league with good points, tally, and we didn't win the Scottish Cup. That's a successful season for us. Then, I'm sorry, I think you're on the wrong track. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and listen, you, you know yourself, Stuart, in this city, first is everything, second is nothing. And, you know, yeah. you, you look look down south, last season in the English Premier League, I think Liverpool lost one game they accumulated the highest number of points they'd ever accumulated in the English Premier League. But they finished second to Manchester City and, and none of those great stats about points and not losing games, none of it meant anything to Jurgen Klopp at the end of the season. All he was interested in was coming back this season and winning the league. And it'll be the same for whichever one of the teams finishes runners-up this season. They won't care whether they've got 100 points, 95 points, 90 points, they wouldn't care if they've done better than last season. If they're second, they'll say it's a disappointing campaign. Yeah. I completely I completely agree with you. Um, and believe me, uh, second best in this city is, is absolutely nothing. You know, I know I know that myself. But the fact is, better Rangers teams have went to Hearts, Hibs, Kilmarnock, these places, and dropped points. But there's no much you can do if the opposition is no joking any points as well. You look every week and you're desperate for something to give and nothing seems to be given. There's nothing more you can do than, than try your best and, and hope you're within touching distance when it comes towards the end of the season and you can finally get out of that line. And, you know, Celtics had years and years of money coming in for Europe when Rangers weren't there and able to strengthen and strengthen and strengthen, you know, and it's a rebuilding job. It's not going to happen there night. We're that desperate at once to, you know, we want it to happen sooner rather than later. But... Uh, once it happens, you know then. Stuart, then Stuart sorry for interrupting. I can understand your point. You're saying it's a, it's a rebuilding job, right? And people say, "Well, Rangers are a lot better." And yes, of course, nobody's going to argue. But you've got to say that the Rangers board has backed a Rangers manager to the hill. 30, 35 plus players And he's not even finished his second season. So as much as a rebuilding job is, and I do agree. They've certainly backed the club Next up of course Roger is Braga And you can spin this two ways So I'll give you both And you can tell me which one you'd prefer to buy into The first one is a bit more simple They are 16 points behind Porto Rangers have already got the better of Porto And therefore they should be confident The other hand They've got 8 wins and a draw in their last 9 Including a League and Cup double over Porto And they just beat Benfica away at the weekend And therefore Rangers should 
not be as confident Which one do you subscribe well, to? Well listen I think all of us sitting here this evening Want to see both old firm teams progress As far as they can in, in the Europa League So let me buy into the first one Let me buy into that statistic That Braga are a long way behind Porto Rangers get the better of Porto over a couple of games So there's no reason why Rangers can't get the better over Braga Over a couple of games But if we're being realistic for a moment They're a team on form They're a team with very good players They're a team with quite a daunting away record in Europe this season I think they've won away to Bronby, Besiktas, Spartak, Moscow, Slovan Bratislava and Wolves, Wolves yep. and, and a full strength Wolves team as well at Molyneux So they're no mugs um, under Ruben Amorim, the, the new coach, they've done very well domestically, um, catching up a little bit of the lost ground from early in the season. They will be awkward opponents of that, there is no doubt. But Rangers have shown in Europe, not just this season, last season as well under Steven Gerrard, that there are no mugs in Europe either, having lost a game at Ibrox in Europe under Steven Gerrard. So I think it'll be a fascinating game, and we will be fascinated to see what the pitch is like, and what the overhead conditions are like And whether that plays into Rangers' hands One thing you can't really fault, Gordon For all this talk about progress and, and silverware mm-hmm. You can't really fault Rangers' record in Europe Under Steven Gerrard I know they didn't make it through the groups last season But to even get there from the first qualifying round To do it again And then get through the groups They've just looked so confident and assured in Europe Will they still look as confident and assured Off the back of what's been a difficult domestic yeah, run Yeah I, I totally agree with you I think their European campaign has been terrific Gordon uh, They look a completely different team Especially away from home um, I think that if they can go on uh, Saturday I was going to say Thursday night Full house at Ibrox Okay it's well documented The pitch isn't the greatest But it's the same for both teams I think if Rangers can find a bit of form Just find a bit of form because I watched them against Livingston Yes it's Livingston They created a right few chances Unlucky with one or two decisions If they can get a positive result on Thursday Then I think they've got a great opportunity Going through Yeah I mean various danger men I think Paulinho at the moment Is the third top scorer In the Portuguese league Roger um, It's When you look at their recent form That should that be more of a concern than, than where they are overall? Because you talk about, you know, where, where is a, well, a team at this particular moment? We, well, we talk about Celtic going to Denmark full of confidence after the run they've had since the split, since the winter break, I should say. Braga will come here full of confidence after the run they've had under the new coach, Ruben Amorim. Um, it'll be interesting to see the Rangers line up. I think it's important. Borna Barisic makes it. I think they'll give him to the last minute because he adds something. In, you know, he takes a team forward down that left-hand side. I would expect Glenn Kamara to come back into the team with Ryan Jack suspended. There is, of course, no Jermaine Defoe to you know to back up Morelos off the bench. So it'll be interesting to see just exactly how how attack minded Steven Gerrard is. Whether he he keeps Ryan Kent in the team, whether he keeps you know it's a Kent and Hadji either side of Morelos. Whether maybe as well as Kamara coming in, Aribo comes back in as well with Arfield and Davis. All of that will be interesting. Uh, listen, it's going to be two fascinating ties. I, I really, really looking forward to Thursday. Thank you very much, Stuart in Renfrew. We're going to get some travel with Stephen, and then we're going to speak to Robert in Stirling. He's a Rangers fan. He's got refereeing on his mind, and we'll hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. One hour to go until kick-off between Motherwell and St Mirren. We will be going back to Fir Park in the not-too-distant future to give you team news. So how about letting us know how you feel, Motherwell fans, St Mirren fans, always a bit of nerves surrounding a cup replay. You know it has to be played to a finish tonight, whether it be extra time or penalties. We will get a winner tonight. Are you feeling confident? Let us know. Let's speak to Robert, who's a Rangers fan in Stirling. Hi, Robert. Hi, how are you doing, gentlemen? Good evening, panel. How are we? Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. Hey, I'm telling you about the game on Thursday night in Ibrox, Braga. This will be the first game this season that nobody can phone up and complain about the referee or the linesman. Oh, yes, they can, Robert. Well, it's going to be VAR at Ibrox on Thursday night. Uh And that's the first time that we'll have VAR at Ibrox. And by the way, you just need to look at the last two games for the referee blunders and the linesman blunders that's cost Rangers. Okay, we won the game. My God, two offsides. They won the offside. The penalty kick. Everybody knows, except the referee, that it was a penalty kick. And if that's on VAR, there's a totally different outcome. See, here's the problem though, Robert. You're probably right. You're possibly right. But you're not you're not definitely right. We only have to go back to last night. Did you see the game between Manchester United and Chelsea? Everybody with functioning eyesight believes that Harry Maguire should have been sent off via VAR and he wasn't. So if you think that VAR is going to stop people having something to complain about, you're wrong. Well, it can't be any worse than it already is with the That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think Robert, I think where I get where I agree with you, I think the offside rule. Now, we've already had, I think it was Ricky talking about VR and he was offside by an inch. Doesn't matter. That's offside. Simple. Correct. It is correct. That's the way it should be done. I like that part of it. Goal line technology, I like that. The rest of the VAR, and I, I think it spoils the game of waiting for decisions, penalty well, kick. Who's the handball, Hugh, for the penalty kick? Come Hugh, on. Hugh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, Stephen. Yeah, I think, I think oh. by the way, for what it's worth, I think everybody did agree. Did they not? The, the handball for, for Rangers. Yeah, yeah, it should have yeah, been I, a penalty. I thought, where where am we, Robert? Uh, Morelis, definitely onside, right? We, we all know that. Handball, yes, I thought it was a penalty kick. Comberi, I thought it was offside. Yes, I agree with you. But at least if you get the you take that goal, that's two nothing. You get a penalty kick, that's three nothing. That's a totally different game. Oh, oh, well, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on Rangers scoring penalties at the moment, Robert. Well, that's true as well. But at the end of the day, VAR will make a difference for the better, not for the worse, because the referees in Scotland are worse than the referees in England, and we've got VAR in England. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get VAR in Scotland because we can't afford one, it. One decision against Rangers. Uh, well, there's more than one. Right, a decision. Say, say it goes for Braga on Thursday night. Robert will be phoning us saying on Friday, VR, get that out of Scotland. Here's the thing for me, Robert, because you've actually listed off some examples that everybody agrees with. So would not, wouldn't disagree with any of them. Morelos was onside at the weekend. It probably was a handball. Rangers should have had a penalty. But, but this idea that this won't happen on the continent or this only happens in Scotland. Do you remember Rangers against Feyenoord? Yes I do The referee that night Was the man who oversaw The Champions League final The top man in Europe Steven Gerrard said after the game That Rangers were denied A blatant penalty He says it was Desperate defending Anywhere else in the pitch It's a foul I would like an explanation From UEFA As to why we didn't get that penalty Off of the top man in Europe So this assumption That it only happens here And that it won't happen anywhere else Is flawed Surely it's flawed 
was VAR there then? No, but the, you're talking about the stand. No, 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 Robert. I that was in response to your comment about the officiating mm-hmm. and the standard of it. Right. Okay. That's one referee for one game. I'm talking about over a full season. You look at the amount of refereeing and linesmen errors that are done in Scotland. It's phenomenal. It's double what it is in England. How, how do you know that, Brian? And I'm, I, Robert, I'm not even necessarily disagreeing because I just don't know. I wouldn't pretend to know. So you've 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 collated all the decisions and you've come up with the fact that you get double the amount of mistakes here. Well, but if you look at the highlights of any of the games from England and the highlights of the games from Scotland and look at the difference then and the mistakes that are being made, then you can tell. Every week you look at the highlights of England and Scotland. The games are played, highlights of every game, or from England, highlights of every game from Scotland. Look at the difference in the mistakes. I see loads of mistakes in England. It's funny, actually. Harry Maguire's on the telly just now. Yeah, as you're talking, Robert, we're actually watching the Harry Maguire incident again on, on the TV. And how the video assistant referee does not deem that to be a red card defence is astonishing. So, you know, the VAR, yes, it'll take matters of fact. Offsides, the little lines you see going across the screen, things like offsides, it will get, it will catch. It'll probably catch fouls in the box, like the one that led to Kurt Zuma's goal being disallowed last night. It'll catch things like that. But it's still a human being sitting watching a screen. You know, it'll be somewhere in the Parking Stadium, Copenhagen, somewhere in Ibrox Stadium on Thursday night. And with human beings looking at it, there's still that element of human error. I think everyone, apart from the video assistant referee last night, Thought that was a red card for Harry Maguire And, the thing about and we've it, just established that Europe's top referee yeah, Is susceptible to human error as well But the thing we're missing Gordon The thing about it Yes our referees and assistants come in for a lot of criticism in Scotland They would welcome VAR They would oh, love they do. it yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they, would, do. they would love it to come in To give them a bit of help uh, But there's all There's uh, pluses for it and minuses for it I like it because of the offside But the rest of it I don't really like it at all Let's hear a bit from Nikola Katic He says Rangers need to believe They can win every game From now until the end of the season And that they'll never give up He is confident That they can get back To the form they showed Before that winter break Hopefully this is start Of some good row For us And uh, we have to To go step by step again And uh, try to win every game Because nothing's done Nothing's done Have to play a lot of games Until the end of the season So still believe Three more months to play And uh, face Celtic twice and this time is not. This team is not giving up. Uh, we'll try to give everything until the last game. If we have, we'll try to win every game and uh, try to close the gap. We show in the first uh, in the first uh, part of the year. We show that we can play like good football. That we have. We can be relentless and uh, score a lot of goals. And uh, I don't know. Be real Rangers. Uh, now we don't play. Uh, as our fans deserve and the club like this deserves and our staff as well. But I think uh, we will we will uh, move forward and uh, working hard every day, I think we'll, we'll come back at the, at the place we have to be. Just before we have to go to the news, Robert, how are you feeling about Thursday? Are you feeling confident that that pre-December European form can be rediscovered? Yes, I think uh, Rangers will win on Thursday night. And even if we don't, it'll not be because of a referee that we don't. But I'll also say this to you guys. The, the league is over. Celtic are going to win the league. Even if Rangers win every game from now till the end of the season, and that's beating Celtic twice, Celtic will still win the league because there's no other team in the SPL that'll beat Celtic other than Rangers. 
And that's why the only thing we can look forward to trying to win is the Scottish Cup and beating Celtic. That's it for Rangers. Well, time will tell. A slightly different schedule this year as well, Roger. It depends how, how far you can take it. We'll have the Scottish Cup winner before the league is finished. Yeah, I think the Scottish Cup um, winner has been pulled forward to May the 9th to allow... UEFA will take over Hamden following the cup final to allow them to do all their branding for Hamden to host the games for Euro 2020 in the summer. So I think there'll be three games after the split in the league, then the cup final, then two more league games after that. So it is an unusual finale to the domestic season. Robert and Sterling, we thank you for the call. It is time to move on. Motherwell and St Mirren fans still hoping to hear from you because we've got very... Very interesting team news coming out of Fur Park And we're going to give you it after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time And don't forget all this week A very special Beat the Pundit Just for coming on You don't even need to get any questions right Just for getting through We're giving you a pair of tickets to an evening With Larson, Sutton and Hartson At the Hydro on the 4th of May It is the first time I believe That the three legends have been on stage together So it's either the perfect night out for you Or the ideal gift for someone If uh, you are a fan of another team But either way I'm sure they'll go to a good home All you have to do to win them Is get through on tonight's Beat the Pundit 0141 951 1025 You have to call before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL is here Roger Hanna is alongside him We've been building up to a big week In the Europa League for Celtic and Rangers Looking back on some of the weekend's talking points As well as for tonight We're less than 45 minutes away from kickoff at Fir Park So Motherwell fans St Mirren fans We're about to give you team news How confident are you feeling? We'll hear from both managers next Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk/football. Beat the pundit time. Tonight's contestant is Richard from Drumchapel. How are you, Richard? I'm no bad, guys. And now, Richard, don't embarrass us here by telling us that <laughs> you, would, you, you would rather have the Larson, Sutton, and Hartson night out than the signed ball. Just pretend no, that you prefer not the at signed all, ball. You don't do me. That's fine. Love that. Well, you're going anyway. It's just a nice bonus. You're off to the Hydro on the fourth of May. For an evening with those three striking Brilliant. legends Happy with that? A perfect, ideal Good man, right now to the real contest Let's toss the coin and see who you're up against If it's heads, it's right. Roger Hanna who starts from minus one And if it's tails, it's Gordon DL right. And it is tails Gordon DL up against Richard from Drumchapel We have been giving sign balls away like there is no tomorrow <laughs> So if you could please concentrate Richard sounds nervous, right. he's no chance you no, no, so? I heard you yesterday. I heard you yesterday, and I thought, you know what? I can, I can do this. Nah, you're panicking, Richard. I can <laughs> hear in your voice. Anyway, I'm going to give Gordon some clay too to listen to Richard. That way, he can't hear right. your answers, and I'll put 30 seconds on the clock. You're going up against Gordon. The secret is you can pass. So if you don't know it, pass it quickly and just move yeah. on. Okay. Okay. Good man. Your time starts now. Effie Ambrose has signed for which Scottish team? Oh, pass. Which international side does Joe Aribo play for? Um, Nigeria Which current Celtic player Has scored the most goals For Scotland uh, Which Scottish side Has been in the Scottish Championship The longest At the moment uh, Who's Dundee's manager uh, How many English teams Are left in the Europa League uh, Six Which Scottish team Did Gary Holt play for uh, Livingston Okay let's bring Gordon back Gordon can you hear us Yeah I can same set of questions to you, yeah? Yep. Okay. Effie Ambrose has signed for which Scottish Livingston. team? 
Which international side does Joe Aribo play for? Nigeria Which current Celtic player has got the most goals for Scotland? James Forrest Which Scottish side has currently been in the championship the longest? Uh, uh, Falkirk <laughs> Who is Dundee's manager? Dundee's manager? Uh, McPake how, how many English teams are left in the Europa League? Uh, two And how, which Scottish team did Gary Holt play for? Quickly Gary Holt played Kilmarnock Okay What do you think Richard? Uh, um, I think he might have bet me towards the end I think I bottled it a wee bit at the start Told you he'd ball it Told you he'd ball it We'll see We'll see We'll see Effie Ambrose has signed for Livingston 1-0 to Gordon uh, Which international side does Joe Rebo play for? It's Nigeria You knew that one Richard Fucking League 1 <laughs> Yes they are You said Falkirk are in League 1 there Yeah I just yeah, It sounded like something else And I thought this was your last show On Super Scoreboard It sounded like you said a wee sweary word There we go Falkirk no, I said Falkirk yeah, 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 I got one. that in the end You just had me panicking And Roger <laughs> Roger panicked as well I saw his face um, Which international side does Jory will play for It's Nigeria You both got it So it's 2-1 to Gordon Which current Celtic player Has scored the most goals for Scotland Richard went Lee Griffiths You went James Forrest The answer is James Forrest He's on five Really? I, I got a hat trick not too long ago 3-1 to Gordon Good good start this Roger I wonder if you would know this Which Scottish side Has currently been in the championship the longest? My guess would have been Morton Queen of the South Is it really? Uh, there we go Who cares? You sleep well tonight uh, Who's Dundee's manager? James McPake I'm afraid Richard He's pulling away from you It's 4-1 uh, How many English teams left In the Europa League? Man United Arsenal Wolves Three oh, Did Richard get it? He didn't And he no. also He's Just been a bit Confused because of who he manages Gary Holt played for Kilmarnock And not Livingston no. So Gordon Diel gets it It's a five for him And only a one for you Richard I'm afraid No, no sign ball But you're off to see Larson Sutton and Hartson At the Hydro That'll make up for no, it I'm sure what part, what part of that Richard Did you get to And say he's pulling away The uh, um, second, second question <laughs> <laughs> did you say Forest, man? That was it that was uh, Unlucky Richard Good game right, No, no really Good man That was Richard He's off to the hydro We're going to give tickets away All week On Beat the Pundit If you don't want to Take your chances though You can still get tickets Available on the SSE Hydro website There we go Good to see you back To winning ways oh. I've been worried about you In the last few weeks Just not well, great. I only lost one. Nah, just unconvincing. Two, two since the turn of the year. Uh, I don't know what you did on the winter break, but you've just come back. Not the same. Well, the I same come play. back firing old Sunlanders tonight. Yeah, I blame the recliner. Getting too relaxed, too comfy. Motherwell against St Mirren is the big Scottish Cup replay tonight. Let's go to Fir Park. Get an update on the conditions, probably, and some breaking team news with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, Motherwell could really do with a win here because they failed to recapture that season, uh, that form that they had in the first half of the season. They're five without a win. Stephen Robinson hopes that making it to a Scottish Cup quarter-final will kick their season back into life. He admits he's still trying to find the right balance up top after losing James Scott and Devontae Cole in January. Chris Long and Mikhail and Jolie are both injured tonight, so it is a big night for Tony Watt, who will make his first start since joining the club. St Mirren, they haven't won in six, and they've been struggling with injuries. They've got, they do have an abundance of strikers to choose from the one like Motherwell but Jim Goodwin he's also trying to find the right balance up top as well as for the teams it's four changes for Motherwell from that loss to St Johnston Gallagher O'Hara Long and Hilton drop out Mugabe Polworth Watt and McIver come in so Mark Gillespie starts in goal a back four of Liam Grimshaw Peter Hartley Bevis Mugabe and Jake Carroll the midfield three Alan Campbell Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth with Rolando Allens, Aarons and Ross McIver 
supporting Tony Watt up front. The substitutes, Carson Tate, Seedorf, Manzinga, Hilton, Illich and O'Hara. As for St Mirren, one change for them from that loss to Livingston. Out drops Junior Marais and in comes Jason McGrath. A 4-4-2 for them. Vaclav Kladke in goal for them. Lee Hodson, Conor McCarthy, Akin Famahoy and Callum Waters. The back four. Jamie McGrath, Sam Foley, Cameron McPherson and Ilkay Dermis are the midfield four. Alex Kubiak and John Obika up top. The substitutes are Minsky, Wallace, McAllister, Andrew, Mullen, Marias and Chabby. The pitch is actually looking all right at the moment. The rain and the snow is off for now. So it looks as if the game will most certainly go ahead and it looks as if it will last the, the 90 minutes or maybe even more than that if it does go further into extra time and penalties. The referee for this one tonight is Gavin Duncan. Motherwell fans, St Mirren fans, let's hear from you. Are you nervous? Have you got the big game nerves? Who's going to progress in that one In terms of headline team news A first start for Tony Watt That would probably be the Standout piece of information um, When I saw the teams The standout piece of information For me was no Declan Gallagher yeah. At the back for Motherwell um, Andrew spoke about the changes up top You know James Scott's gone Devante Cole's gone There's no Jolly, There's no Long Therefore it's a sort of new look Front three of, of Tony Watt Making that first start to be flanked by Ross McIver on one side and Rolando Aarons on the other side. But I, I would worry at the back. Gallagher is Mullerwell's best defender. Bevis Maccabi is not in the same ballpark as Declan Gallagher. Um, Maccabi and Peter Hartley, I don't think I've played together as a two. They have played as two of a three, if you know what I mean. So it'll be interesting to see how they settle on the surface tonight. But no Declan Gallagher is a blow for Mullerwell. Declan Gallagher's played every single game, I think, for Motherwell this season, Gordon. Plus two for his country, mm-hmm. such as the form that he showed for Motherwell. It's fairly obvious what a miss he's going to be. He's got to be a massive miss. Um, I think the, the two biggest ones is obviously Gallagher centre-back and Long up front. I think Long's been very, very good for Motherwell. He's a team player, Gordon. He can get goals. He works very hard. It'll be interesting to see how Tony Watt performs tonight. Uh, I like Arns in the right-hand side. I really do. I think he's positive. I think he's got a bit about him. Could cause St Mirren problems, but... I, if I'm Jim Goodwin looking at a team sheet coming in and I see Gallagher missing there, I would feel a bit more confident, to be honest with you. OK, let's hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Stephen Robinson. Same as it was before, you know, nothing's really changed. Um, we've got more, you know, we've done 11 v 11 between ourselves on Astro on, on Saturday, so we've got another 45 minutes into Tony Watt. Um, gives us another chance to work a little bit longer with him so he, he becomes a live option as well. We'd be preparing the exact same way as we were before. We know St Mirren's strengths. You know, we I've watched them numerous times. Um, Martin Foyle watched them last week against Livy. You know, so we, we know them inside out like they know us. I don't think there'll be any great surprises. I'm under no illusion. We we want to win as soon as possible, of course. Um, and I just, I sort of, you know, make the realities of it. We're still third, joint third, sorry. And we're a chance of getting the quarterfinal of the cup. Getting to, the, getting to the quarterfinal would exactly, would lift the whole place again. Put us right in the position to go forward in the league as well. And I think other managers have said it. When you do get a cup run, your league form sort of carries on with that as well. So if we can have both, where you know, and continue and, and have a wee bit of luck with injuries, there's absolutely no reason why we can't. So Stephen Robinson there welcoming Jim Goodwin and St Mirren to Fir Park tonight. The weekend off didn't really um, bother me, to be honest with you. It allowed us a little bit of more recovery for one or two players that needed it. We had one or two with little niggles as well, and they would have happened to try and play through it on Saturday. So the fact that we've had the extra few days to let them recover, we've now got a, a clean bill of health, apart from um, you know the obvious ones, the, the serious ones that are out. But um, yeah, so you know it is what it is. Unfortunately, it's just where we are in the world. I think it's important to 
reiterate to the players that the game is on, you know, right up until the last minute because if you, you know, if the players today are thinking the game is off, then it's very hard to switch that mindset again. So they have to be of the mindset that the game is 100% on and if we get a... A few people getting in touch online A very harsh assessment from Scott He thinks Mugabe is brutal So he thinks that could be a, a blow for Motherwell tonight Derek has had a look at the teams though And thinks 4-0 to Motherwell on the flip side And uh, C. Harvey, Charvey perhaps Says uh, far too many combinations From our front three this season Concerning um, Yeah well Tony Watts uh, An experienced player He's a very good player Gordon It'll be interesting to see how he performs tonight But uh, I do like long up top uh, I like Arns I really do I, th- I think we'll get good pace uh, Hilton On his game Causes a yeah, lot He's of on the bench I think uh, that's maybe yeah, What the tweeter means Yeah Causes a lot of problems as well But The manager's got to make a decision Sometimes it's, it's good Just to freshen it up Give other players opportunity Throw down the, the challenge to them To go and claim the, the jersey And uh, it'll be interesting To see how they perform But St Min will have something To say about that I think that'll be a very good game At Fur Park Andrew are the players out Warming up yet? Yeah, all the players are out warming up. I'm actually just with coaches seem to be warming up as well. For some reason, Morris Ross and Keith Lasley are kicking a ball about between themselves in front of me as well. But yeah, the players are out there. The ball seems to be running uh, pretty smoothly when the players are kicking it out towards each other. So it doesn't seem to be any problems whatsoever. It's not going to be one of these games where the ball's holding up and uh, players are sort of getting caught in the in the heavy pitch conditions it should be should be alright and uh, conducive for a, a decent game of football tonight yeah there was a time when that for park pitch would have been destroyed <sighs> yeah, the by, by the rain that yeah. we've had suppose credit to the, the ground staff and, and the club for the, the investment and the maintenance that actually it's still looking alright because I think even yesterday Stephen Robinson described it as touch and go it's been pouring at times today but yeah. it doesn't sound like there's any and issues there's a big prize at stake as well a home quarter final on the television against either Aberdeen or Kilmarnock whoever wins tonight could possibly see a pathway opening up for them to get to minimum a semi-final at Hamden 01419511025 that's the number you need if you want to get in touch tonight you can contact us on Twitter as well we are at Clyde SSB. Um, Paul has sent a picture in He says let's dream high It might be wet and cold But we can do this Paul and his young son They are wrapped up As you would expect And on the way to Fur Park This evening um, May the best team win Gordon We'll leave it there Stevie's mm-hmm. in Strathblane Hi Stevie Good evening lads How, How are you Stevie? A long time I'm going to agree With a Rangers fan That was on earlier Who said that Rangers Are having a good season Last 16 of the Europa League semi-final of the cup second in the league but unfortunately for the Rangers fans Celtic are not having a good season Celtic are having a great season Celtic are having one of the best seasons ever they've hardly been beat I think twice maybe they're 10 points clear could possibly go to 7 they also win they've got one trophy in the bag the treble's on and they're also in the last 16 so as good a season as Rangers are having if they end up with nothing I agree. I think it was Gordon Biel or Roger. Second place is, is is no good enough. They have to win something. The Scottish Cup, obviously, I would think is the best bet. But if Gerard doesn't win something, I think he's going to come under real pressure. I think Rangers fans thinking we've had 93 points or whatever it ends up, you know, and we made the final. And even if they get beaten in the final of the Scottish Cup, it's just, it's just not going to be enough. Uh, it'll be interesting Stevie Obviously they, they still um, Feel that they've got an opportunity To 
catch Celtic, which I think is going to be very difficult in the league. Scottish it's Cup. For- possible because they've, they've got a game against St Johnson and have to play Celtic twice. If yeah. they win all of those three games, they'll be doing to a point. Exactly. Uh, but I, I still think there'll be one or two points on the road. I've always said from day one, I think that both teams at home will win their, their home games apart from the only team that can beat is each other. Um, but I think the Scottish Cup, in my opinion, is the best opportunity. But I think there's a lot of Rangers fans out there that would look at Steven Gerrard and even if he fin- finishes second, gets beaten in the Scottish Cup final, Sages, for instance, I think they'd be happy to go with him again for the, another season. Whereas other managers would have been put right out the door. They'd have been, you know, there would have been a change made because that would not be classed as good enough. Because at the end of the day, Gordon, you cannot deny the Rangers board have back to manager to the hilt. This exceptional season that Celtic are on in your mind, Stevie, does it continue on Thursday night? I'd be happy I want each draw. I'd be clicking my heels that I want each draw. And then and then get get them back back at Celtic Park. You get that logic, Roger. That's yeah. how these, these yeah. two-legged uh, affairs listen, work. It is a two-legged affair. It's different from a group stage. Completely different. All you need to do is make sure you're the top team after 180 minutes. And if that involves a scoring draw away from home, I think I think most teams in continental competition would take a scoring draw away from home in the first leg and getting the opponents back onto your own path. I would prefer a one-all draw to a nil-nil. Nil. Yeah. Yeah, we go. You know, and then they have to come out and play... And you know Celtic are devastating on the counter-attack. Does it have any impact on the, the tie, Stevie, that Copenhagen have had that winter break at all? They've only played one game. Don't know. Don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's a big game. You've got to get up for that game, haven't you? You're talking about the fitness and all that towards yeah, the end. Whatever, fitness, sharpness, whatever you want to call it. Maybe, aye, possibly. Possibly. Um, Gordon, you can always spin it both ways. You can yeah. say, well, they're rested. You know, it depends. It really does. Could get a few injuries back But I, I do think it takes One or two games to go up to speed again Gordon um, And I think that is a slight advantage for Celtic I agree with Stevie I think that Neil Lennon would bite your hand off For a 1-1 just now I think that would be a terrific result uh, Bring them back to Celtic Park You would have to look at that and say That would probably be enough You'd be surprised if Celtic couldn't finish that off And on the other hand I think Rangers have got to at home, get a real positive result to take to Portugal. Uh, Stevie, what about your thoughts? There's been a bit of a theme on tonight's show, VAR. We're going to get a really close look at it. It comes into the Europa League from this stage. Is that something that you're happy about or not? No, I'd be quite happy with that, but I don't think they can afford that. No, but it's going to be in the Europa League, I mean. So Celtic are going to have it, Rangers are going to have it. That's great. You know, you just need to look at Frank Lampard's goal for England and it was over the line and it got disallowed. I mean, that was ridiculous. I've always said that a refereeing decision can really affect an outcome. A Champions League final, a World Cup final, a European final. I mean, you'd be devastated if you were done by a refereeing decision that was wrong. It's too late once it's done. So if we can prevent that, that's great. That's, let's hope it's that simple Let's hope we get it Everyone agrees Oh great, that, that was simple, good Gordon. That was good They got that right We move on Brilliant Yeah if It the, can be. If the decision goes against Celtic or Rangers on Thursday Let me tell you We'll have a few phone calls About VR And you'll get to see It's a 5 to 6 kick off Copenhagen against Celtic You'll be in with a mushroom Assuming he's back from Pataudry by then <laughs> he, he certainly is he's, he's parked up at my house now so. Yeah 
I'll keep him I'll keep him there for a few oh, days Did you leave, sure a, leave a little bit of island for him Keep him busy before the uh, kickoff? He's, he's at Fur Park He's looking forward to yeah, the Yeah I can tell you Mark Wilson called Gordon DL during the break Just to ask permission <laughs> Uh, if he could park outside Gordon's property to yeah, go to, go to yeah. Fir Park tonight, and Gordon was <laughs> trying to charge him you'd, for the, you'd for the spa- privilege. You had a space outside the East Wing, didn't you? Yeah, bro. He says, Can I park your house? I says, As long as it's not the living room, you're fine. Uh, Stephen Kennedy's on Twitter. He says, If it's not too much hassle, can you give a wee shout out for my dad, James Kennedy? He's turned 65. No, can't do that. Sorry, Stephen. Mm. We're going to move on. And we've, oh, by the way, I know I say this every Tuesday, but seriously, I mean it more than ever. Stinker. This full time teaser. Is incredible It's incredibly difficult Yes Do you know what See at the end of the season It's man bish I want to meet that guy I, I think you look at him Every Tuesday night I think it's Gordon that Do you think so yeah. see, if yeah, being, see if I'm being honest yeah. You're giving me Way too much credit There is not a chance I could come up With some of these questions Because I like I like a little bit of trivia I could come up With the simpler ones See if mm. it's got a Wikipedia page That I can copy and paste I could do that There is no chance I could come What's up With some of these tonight? Um, 90s Celtic and Rangers Oh, oh that's No it's no Is that your strong 80s, point? 80s 80s Get back to it Okay well, I'll give you the question next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com It's time for Roger Hanna And Gordon DL To go about tonight's Full time teaser Now they're going to Potentially need your help and just out of curiosity, I would love to see how many you could get from this list. I know the knowledge out there is outstanding, but it's going to have to be because John Smith has sent this teaser in and it is a cracker. We're looking for nine outfield players who made their one and only appearance for Celtic or Rangers during the 90s. So if you think sometimes international, you'll do one cap wonders. Well, this is the club equivalent. We're looking for nine outfield players who made one and one appearance only for Celtic or Rangers during the 90s. What are you looking at me for? What are you looking at him for? You wouldn't even know where to start. I guess Barry Smith at Celtic. No. Mm. There's a full back in there for Rangers and I can't remember his name. The full back for Rangers? Mm -hmm. Mm. I know that narrows it down, but... If it was the 80s I could have thrown my own name in mm-hmm. um, You're doing yourself a disservice You played more than once Twice Twice uh, This isn't a good start already Is it? Come on Roger mm, No Outfield players No, be a goalkeeper Got to be a goalkeeper In the 1990s no, the, What about Oh you said outfield players Outfield players What did, about yeah. uh, Some of those A couple of those Finns at Rangers Cowpeeler Nope Terro Pentila Nope Paul Reid I'll give you a clue I think The vast majority of them Are from the UK and Ireland Yeah I'm just skimming through Not them all But the the vast majority Are from the UK and Ireland Mm -hmm. (laughs) Could this be the first time You get none Very possibly Stephen Bond Nope Absolutely Nowhere near it James Bond (laughs) (laughs) I mean Kenny's gone for like Daniel Prodan That's not right Colin's gone Scott Marshall That's not right It could just be a race to see Who gets the first correct answer At all A lot of them homegrown players Signings Bit of a mixed bag to be honest Uh 
Should we just change it to see how many you can get? Let's not even bother about trying to get the nine. Let's see if you can yeah. get one. If you give us one, it usually kicks us. Nah, in. I don't think it will. No, if you give us a good clue. Right, one of them's Italian. Uh, Luigi Riccio. There we go. See. There you go. Up and running. Okay. Would you care to fill in the blanks for anyone who's not heard of him? Luigi Riccio came to Rangers round about the same time Rino Cattuso. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was a pals, left, weren't they? Pals, it was a left back. Yes, 1999. Well done, Luigi I, Riccio. I've never heard of him. Nah, I don't think this is this is what I'm anticipating. I don't think you're going to have heard of any of, of them. Any name on this list? Maybe one. I, but other than that, I really don't think you'll have heard of any of them. Alan Go. No. no, he was later. Was it about 2006 I think 90s yeah <sighs> Okay uh, Here's something I thought we'd maybe touch on Because There are a few subjects That get our listeners going Like a good old Ticket allocation Dispute And if you remember Roger A few weeks ago We had the situation Where St Johnston Took the decision To give Three stands If you like To Celtic and Rangers For the forthcoming League games On the premise that Well They weren't going to fill them And you might as well try And, and make a bit of money Now that We got a really a, a lot of response to that And it's been taken on a bit further I think it was yesterday When St Johnson Because they had a big call To make over the forthcoming Cup tie um, Against Celtic yeah. And they've decided to do it again So yeah. they're going to give Celtic All three stands Now we always get the same type of Of reaction Because most of our listeners Are Celtic and Rangers fans And they say Oh good that, That's great Because they're not going to fill it We should fill it They get to make more money Everyone's happy But not everyone is happy And I thought it'd be good To try and get The other side of the view And I think that's what Greg Who's a St Johnston fan on the line Is going to give us uh, Greg also um, Runs a gambler betting podcast But he's a big passionate St Johnston fan And I don't think you're too happy About the decision Greg Hi gents No absolutely not um, I think you touched upon there Giving Celtic and Rangers fans three stands for league games, absolutely fine. But not for a one-off cup game. Now, I think at the moment, 7,000 Celtic fans, that for me gives Celtic an advantage straight away. Um, when you look at Celtic's record in the cup competitions, what's that now? 33 consecutive domestic cup wins? Yeah. They're unbeaten. Um, why, why can't we be the first team to beat Celtic? And don't get me wrong, beating Celtic will be done on the pitch. But let's give us a chance. Let's try and get as many St. Johnson fans going to the game as possible. Um, as you know, over the last few seasons, we've really, really struggled against Celtic. I think the um, aggregate score is 31-0 over the last few seasons. Um, so it's, it's pretty brutal stuff. And also the club have announced we're going to give Celtic all three stands for the game on the 1st of March. Now, I've seen obviously quite a lot of debate on Twitter today and yesterday about great St. Johnson concussion on this. For me, it's not about cashing in. It's a Scottish Cup quarter-final. The club should be doing everything they can to, one, get St Johnston fans to the game, and secondly, supporting the team. This should be about getting through to the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup, not cashing in. And when I say cashing in, we're not even cashing in. I think we should take away deductions and costs. St Johnston get about 35% of the gate from the match. So it's, it's, it's not a total cash-in. And to be fair, I don't think Tommy Wright will see any of that money anyway. So really, really disappointing from from my perspective, and I think the vast majority of St Johnson fans are really, really disappointed by the move. What do you think, Roger? This well, room constantly well, divides fans. Yeah. Now, Greg, a couple of times you used the phrase, "Let's get as many St Johnson fans going to the game as possible." Um, I think St Johnson have thought of that, and they've thought of it for, for quite a few seasons now. They've tried various initiatives to get more St Johnson fans into the crowd, into the ground, I should say, for these games, and. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know why they just cannot bring more people in now. 
It's a big decision for St Johnson Do they let those seats lie empty And make no money Or do they fill them with opposing fans Be they Celtic fans or Rangers fans or whoever And bring in more money Now St Johnson's manager Tommy Wright Had quite a loud protest during the January window About basically a lack of backing in the transfer market A lack of resources being put forward to him In the transfer market Um, He needs... All the money he can get Whether it's 35% of the gate 30% of the gate Whatever He's looking You know He's seen Matt Kennedy Go away to Aberdeen There in January Um, He's still to secure Dre Wright On a new contract And maybe You know The league game against Rangers The league game against Celtic The cup game against Celtic The St Johnson board Have clearly taken the decision That they believe They'll get enough money Coming in From selling out Three sides of McDermott Park that could make a difference to the to the club going forward. In an ideal world, Greg, I agree with you. It's always great to see the home fans turning out. But St Johnson and listen, they're not isolated. You can say the same for Kilmarnock or St Mirren or other teams. The home fans just don't turn up in big Roger, enough numbers. Where people miss a point in this as well, I totally understand both sides of the argument. But if I was if I was a St Johnson player, now we've we know the home crowds, we know the support that St Johnson have got. You've got Celtic coming to town in a cup tie. I've got to be honest, I want the place full. Full of opposition fans. The atmosphere is a player, Gordon. I would much rather go out there. I, 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 Does it not give Celtic a better chance of winning the game? <sighs> and if you're a St Johnson player, no, why, why would you go for no, that? Given, given our record against Celtic, if you're a St Johnson player. But you've not got enough fans to fill the ground. That's unfortunate. You don't do it. What's it about then? You're wanting plenty of empty seats. Uh, for me, yes. This is about getting through the Scottish Cup semi final, not about earning an extra tee bob by throwing three stands to a Celtic fan. Well, 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 the fans don't uh, kick the ball in the park. The, the, the players do. I would, uh, as a player. Yeah, but we always. Well, what? Why? Are we selective about this Because we always hear players going Oh the fans were great 12th man Really helped oh, us Really helped us get over the line So is that never true then Because well, if you're saying It's not true now You have to be consistent Gordon I can only talk uh, For myself As a player When I played for Say for instance When I was at Wraith Rovers Right Or whatever it may be And Rangers or Celtic Came to town I loved the fact that We, we didn't have enough fans To outnumber Celtic or Rangers But I loved the fact To running out there A full ground Terrific atmosphere Whether the, the three quarters And it was Celtic and Rangers At that time I prefer playing in that Rather than turn around and say Well I tell you We're only keeping it for our mm. fans And we'll sell a thousand tickets I've That seen, is only my opinion though, it? to it It's not working Look at the aggregate score Of the last two seasons 31-0 yeah, but, but, but I'm sorry uh, Blocking Celtic fans out Isn't going to make that It's, it's working It's a new tactic for you but it's worth trying though it's, it's absolutely worth trying Why Why don't more St Johnson fans Turn out to the games Greg Because Unfortunately I we are We are St Johnson fans We've got two and a half thousand You're absolutely right well, We're not going to get any more Coming through But that's but the thing do, you, you don't even have that lottery I know it's a crowd for Motherwell Last Wednesday night Was 2,600 And that's including the fans That Motherwell take up that You said jo- 250 last week St jo- nearly two and a half yeah, St. John- St. Johnson In the last six or seven or eight years Are having as good a spell as they've had in their modern history, probably in you know your lifetime or my lifetime or, or whatever, and the clubs, you know, it's not as if the club becomes complacent and thinks, mm. oh no, I'm going to put you know prices sky high and chase punters away. Sure. The club have, have done different initiatives to try and get people in the door. They simply cannot get people in the door. Just to just to try and 
Look at all aspects of this What about that That other thing That's not been mentioned That thing that, that can't really be measured About how you attract Future fans What what about The fact that you make Your home fans Your priority And you look after them And then You build up that feeling That the club's got your back You've got theirs That community spirit And maybe that's how you grow Your fan base For years to come Rather than well, worrying about That one day you, When you get you, Extra want, bodies through the door If you want to grow a fan base For future years You know what you should do You should win the Scottish Cup and if you want to do that, you should take 30,000 fans or 25,000 fans from the town of Perth down to Celtic Park and you should beat one of your local rivals like Dundee United in a Scottish Cup final and those fans will stay with you forever and they'll, they'll fill McDermott that Park for seasons to come. No, it hasn't happened. So if St Johnson can't build a supporter base bigger than 2,500 when they've done all this in the last five or six years, then is it little wonder that the board think, you know what? We've got a ten thousand. We've got a ten thousand seater stadium here. Seven and a half thousand of the seats are never full. Let's get opposition fans in and try and bring some money in. Give you the final words on this one, Greg. I'll pose one question. Celtic fans, especially, they had the top tier closed at Celtic Park for how many seasons recently? Not so long ago. Would Celtic fans be happy if the board gave those seats away to opposition fans? Highly unlikely. We'll leave it there Good question Just I think a lot it. of the time The top tier was closed I think a lot of the season tickets Had been sold though If you know what I mean Yeah and then just weren't did Getting taken up on yeah, the day just weren't getting taken up Alright Greg and Cumbernauld Thank you very much For the call Let's quickly check in On the teaser You've got Luigi Riccio I gave you that one really Well I gave you a clue The first person To get any right mm-hmm. on Twitter Is MF Well done to you MF underscore 86 You're the first man To get any right We're looking for Nine outfield players who made their one and only appearance for Celtic Rangers I'm grasping at straws here What about the lad that played up front Is it Sebo or no, Sebo? Way more than one what appearance a, what a, It wasn't the 90s this either is, This is all our yesterday's Dougald McHarrison? Nope Who's she? Mark Smith? Nope Brian Reid? This could be too This is officially too hard isn't it? Mark Wilson? Um, Brian Reid at Rangers? No Chris Hay at Celtic? No I think you need thinking time I'll give you thinking time You could give us until next year We'll go back to Fir Park And we'll speak to Ian and Bears then next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna here Quickly if you've got any more on this teaser We are getting some on Twitter by the way yeah. I knew the, the, the Twitter atty would get it MF has got one Disco Man Stu He's got two we've, of them we've been trying Martin to get Burns has the, got one The home nations here Because you gave us that glue We got to Northern Ireland We think Lee Feeney Yes Rangers. Well done And Darren Fitzgerald Brilliant the Rangers. Yeah. Two of the Double Northern header Ireland Right runs. anymore Not Right you've minute. got three of nine Let's go back to Fir Park We're going to speak to Ian and Bearsden Who's been hanging on for ages But let's quickly get a final preview Of Motherwell St Mirren With Andrew McLean yeah, we're just waiting for the players to come out the tunnel here at Far Park. The rain is off. There isn't too much wind either. The fans are in their seats ahead of this Scottish Cup fifth round replay. There's pay at the gate here tonight as well. So still a few taking their seats as the players now make their way out the tunnel. Both sets of supporters desperate to see a victory after winless runs for both sides. A tie at home to either Kilmarnock or Aberdeen who play tomorrow awaits the winner of this in the quarter-final. And remember, tonight could go all the way to extra time and penalties if needed. As for the team news, big team news coming out of Motherwell because Declan Gallagher misses this one altogether and Chris Long is injured as well. So Tony Watt comes in for his first start. The four that drop out from the four changes, Gallagher, O'Hara, Long and Hilton. In come Mugabe, Polworth, Watt 
and McIver. So Mark Gillespie starts in goal. A back four of Liam Grimshaw, Peter Hartley, Bevis McGabby and Jake Carroll. The midfield three, Alan Campbell, Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth with Rolando Ahrens and Ross McIver supporting Tony Watt up front. The substitutes, Carson, Tate, Seedorf, Manzinga, Hilton, Illich and O'Hara as for St Mirren just one change for them Junior Marias drops out January signing Jason McGrath comes into the starting lineup. a 4-4-2 for them tonight Vaclav Kladke starts in goal a back four of Lee Hodson Connor McCarthy Akin Famoy and Callum Waters the midfield four Jamie McGrath Sam Foley Cammy McPherson and Ilkay Dermis with Alex Jakubiak and John Obika up top the substitutes are Minsky Wallace McAllister Andrew Mullen Marias and Chabby just about to get underway here at Fur Park the referee for this one is Gavin Duncan thanks Andrew McLean hopefully the weather doesn't put the fans off because £12 for adults £3 for children we cry out for sensible pricing we've got it hopefully we get a big crowd now Ian and Bears Den you have been waiting for absolutely ages my apologies let's make it worth the wait well hopefully uh, before I make my point I've been asked to pass on a message to Mr Dale oh. from uh, two of my fellow workmates who are both members at Wishaw Golf Club Oh, uh, yeah. Brian Cogan and uh, Dave Cam, who's the captain this year they just said they hope you have a good season at the golf but managed to kind of cut down on your divots a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> I'll, not, do, I'll do my best Ian until he gets his hip fixed there'll be nowhere near it you should see the way he's limping yeah. about this office unless they can uh, provide some transport for him there'll be no mm. chance you can pass that back on anyway what's your Partick Thistle point? well, well when they uh, I was quite happy when Ian McCall got, was given the job after Gary Cobell's demise and one of his first statements was he wanted to put the red and yellow back into Partick Thistle. Um, he's managed to put the red in, uh, which is really an embarrassment in people's faces now. We've lost to a lower league club in a semi-final Friday night. Uh, we've won one out of our last nine games. Um, I think he was a bit too too keen to get rid of Kenny Miller because Zach Wooden is now injured. Um, but we're just not scoring goals. Defensively, we're absolutely atrocious. The the goalkeeper Scott Fox won't come off his line. He's lost two or three goals recently. Headers from three yards. Um, you, you have to command your six yard box as a goalkeeper, in my opinion. Um, and really, I, I, I begin to think we're, we're going to get down now because I don't really see. How we can change anymore I mean Roger It's seven without a win That's across various competitions To be fair But it's seven without a win So that's clearly where the You know the, the negativity's coming from In that league table We're running out of games We're, we're mid to late February And three points adrift of Alloa Three points adrift of Queen of the South It's, it's not a huge gap Yeah but I, th- listen, I think Ian's doing Wraith Rovers a bit of a disservice Because in the great ladder of Scottish football They're only one position below Partick <laughs> Thistle So it, it wasn't really a, too much of a shock on Friday night and it, was, it was a deserved win For Wraith Rovers at Firhill on Friday night And they got through to the Challenge Cup final um, I'm going to Firhill on Saturday For Super Scoreboard Ian to cover the Dunfermline game The bad news for you is The last twice I've seen Thistle live for Super Scoreboard They've lost 4-1 on each occasion And they deserve to lose 4-1 on each occasion um, Ian McCall really does have his work cut out there I think there's been a steady decline You'll know better than me Since the day Alan Archibald took Thistle Into the top six in the Premiership There's been a slide that no one Has been able to reverse Alan himself couldn't reverse it Gary Caldwell couldn't reverse it And Ian McCall Fine manager though he is Is struggling to reverse it at the minute He's made a lot of changes Some of the guys were cup tied Couldn't play in Friday against Wraith They'll be back for the Infirmland this weekend I, a bit like Hearts in the Premiership 
when people ask me, I say, oh yeah, they'll get out it. Yeah, Hearts will get out it. They will. And they ask me about Thistle, and I say, yeah, yeah, Th- Thistle will get out it. But I think I'm only saying that because of th- you know the size of the club there, and because of their history, because of you know previous reputations. Looking at them with my own eyes this season, I agree with you. I think there's a real, real relegation scrap there at Firhill. Um, they'll be desperately hoping for a win this weekend. They'll be hoping that Alloa somehow can get pulled back in it, that maybe a, a Queen of the South or a Morton could get pulled back in it. But they are going to have to improve markedly, even to get up into the relegation playoff place. What about the other point Ian makes with regards recruitment, Gordon? Because maybe there's more than one parallel with, with Hearts as well. Again, similar to Hearts, most people from the outside, on paper if you like, felt like... Thistle's January recruitment was pretty good You were looking at some of the names they had brought in And there were lots of bodies The one that maybe did divide people Was the departure of Kenny Miller And whether these guys will will gel and and work out in time Mm. Maybe, maybe they will But obviously it's not had the instant impact Yeah, recruitment you look at First and foremost was a manager Um, And I think a lot of Thistle fans were delighted To have McCall back in there Um, The board backed him He's brought in Bit of experience uh, On paper You've got to look at them Say good players I was a bit surprised They let the experience Of Kenny Miller go uh, I thought he'd have kept him there Till the end of the season uh, Especially I think Kenny had about What 10 goals or something This season uh, Which is not a bad return as well Great experience um, So I'm surprised at Partick Thistle Gordon But they're running out of games And the record is very very poor uh, Ian can't have any complaints about well and Harry did this squad he's he's brought in a lot of players and good experienced players as well decent uh, uh, players like see Dan McKinnon not long ago was a uh, captain of Hampton Ackies in the Premier League um, so the results have been poor and they need to find a win quickly and it's got to be Saturday for me to get kick run something, uh, you know, get kick start, get start something, something yeah. for them, get them going again, bit of confidence. But the Thistle fans are certainly not happy just now. What are you thinking? Uh, well, I wasn't disrespectful to the Wraith Rollers, uh, and to be perfectly honest, Wraith Rollers are a good first division team, but they're a part time team, and they're full time. They, are they full time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, I stand corrected there. But for the where they are, for them to come and turn us over at home, despite the fact we're bottom of the league, it's just not good enough with the players he's brought in. Supposedly we're going to change it. Um, I, I feel the worst because I don't see how 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 else he can change it. The defence, the amount of goals they're losing from corner kicks and, and uh, set plays is ridiculous. And you've got... Kevin Nisbet coming back to Fur Hillwood and Fermlin at the weekend. You sometimes he's, only, he's only got the five goals against them this season, does yeah, he not? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you sometimes see games at 5 to 3 and you think he's going to score in this game and he, and he does. That, that must be your biggest fear for Saturday. Nisbet coming back to haunt you again, Ian. He probably will. And if you, as a betting man, I'll probably have a bet on him to score at some point in the game. But probably the odds will be that low to go by one. Because uh, even Dylan did it when he came back with United. 
And, and, I, and I dread to think when we play him, he's now he's a Morton, he'll probably yeah. score against us then as well. Yeah, please, you gamble responsibly, Ian. It's only an 8 1 aggregate for Dunfermline against Partick Thistle this season. So, uh, we'll get, not that much to fear. Listen, I'm looking forward to the game. Dunfermline with Stevie Crawford will still be looking up the way I would think. They'll try and get back into those promotion playoff places, but it's so tight. You know, the United are the champions, they've run away with that league. Um, it's so tight beneath them that. You know These games Anything can happen Thanks to Ian In Bears Den Still nothing of note From Fir Park Motherwell nil St Mirren nil In that Scottish Cup replay I'm not going to that it Sounds boring <laughs> You are going I'm dragging you Kicking and screaming well, You can't get home Because the mushrooms Are doing parked across exactly. your back I know exactly Right you've got work to do In this teaser I don't know how far we'll get But I felt like we'd test you out Someone's we are getting some I think I might have one Good attempts on Twitter We're looking for the nine outfield players Who made their one And only appearance For Rangers or Celtic During the 90s You've got Lee Feeney Darren Fitzgerald And Luigi Riccio All Rangers You've not got any Celtic how, ones yet How's about another Rangers one for you How about Stephen Boyack Yes well signed done. You signed him on loan for air uh, so, uh, Not on loan I signed him uh, I think he was on loan at air but anyway, Celtic players J- Jamie McQuilkin No Derek Miller has oh, also got Jim. Stephen Boyack there. How about Olivier Capo? No. Fernando Dionelas at Celtic? No. What was he after? A couple. Kevin Maguire's got Stephen Boyack as well. Sandy Robertson? No. Kevin Maguire's chipped in with two that you're still waiting for. Oh, well yeah, done. Yeah, well done, Kevin. So I told you the knowledge out there is top drawer. I've gone silent I have absolutely no clue Yeah I think I'll need to give you some clues For the Over rest it. Right would you want Celtic or Rangers first Let's do Either Right Rangers had a right back Who also played for Dundee United uh, This would be 1995 Nah I'm going to have to give you some of these Neil Caldwell Who? Neil Caldwell I'll say it a third time no, I can't believe I never got him Right Celtic 95 he was a striker He also played for Aberdeen 95 to 98 Played for Montrose And his uncle is a, He's a famous footballing uncle As well He has a famous footballing What's uncle What's his uncle's his name? His surname is Craig Tommy Craig is his uncle Stevie Craig Stevie No Michael <laughs> Michael Michael, Michael Craig um, Right Celtic 96 He was a striker He played for Partick Thistle For a couple of years At the, the start of this millennium Still in Albion Had a spell at Clyde Bank Initials B E Barry Smith. Oh, that's B- a highlight. What? That's e. a, that's oh, a highlight e. of the show. Says <laughs> uh, Sounds a bit Elliot. Like... Barry Elliot. Yes. Well done. I knew I'd get that. Right, this one should be the easier, I think. Celtic 94. He also played for Queen's Park. He played for Bournemouth, Queen of the South, St Johnson. He's been about J O. John O'Neill. Yeah, John O'Neill. Mm. And the last one, Celtic, a centre back, played for Newcastle, Reading, and Livingston as well. Paddy Kelly. I need to give you it. We need to move on. Callum Gallagher's up next. He's got all the latest from the Brits. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.